0: Hello, hello, hello everybody. My name is Jackson Black. Welcome to another invigorating and refreshing episode of the Jackson Black Show with my guest tonight, Will Kennedy! What?
1: Always a good intro. How
0: you doing, buddy? Always
1: fun. Oh, I feel like I was like getting fancy by hooking up the laptop. I'm like, I'm gonna go laptop this time, you know? And I don't know if that's like, that's that too much light? Let's see. It's never enough. There we no, go. No, there's
0: never enough light.
1: I like to have all the light on me. That's also Jamile in my head at all. <laughs> like, make sure you have good lighting. And my light up there is behind me. So I'm like, I get a light in front of
0: me so I don't look like an idiot. Yeah, I had to get a background and everything because I just look like a jabroni. So I had to fix I, that. I picked, I picked the one with all my anime. Oh, Prong shoulder.
1: God. Uh, all my anime statues and, and like, oh, I'll do that one. That one works
0: so how's it been going brother it's been a while
1: it's good yeah let's see i was out there in tennessee let's see july i think i saw you guys like three days before i
0: left yeah it was it was like right after i was like hey you want to come to this show and you're like no i'm gonna be out of town
1: yeah like we did the we did the wrestle talk
0: the show shall not be named yeah we did that oh that is that it yeah it shall not be (laughs) named
1: uh we did that show and then it was like, oh, hey, let's go to 127. I'm like, yeah. And then I got the the death like the next day. I was just rolling over dying. And then I ended up like as soon as I was healthy enough, I had to get back home. And I'm like, oh,
0: fun. So super fun. So yeah. like I'm going to just do this like a brand new interview because I'm pretty sure nobody. Whatever. We'll just skip all that nonsense. That's fine. So freshness, freshness. Mr. Fresh. Will Kennedy, what got you into your love of professional wrestling, my friend? Uh, I grew up a wrestling fan
1: and then I fell off when the Attitude Era died. So did I. And the weirdest thing ever got me back into wrestling. And that was Roman Reigns not getting over with the crowd as a face. It started showing up in my Google News feed and I got more enthralled in the story behind the story. And then little things started popping up because I was reading those and Google and its algorithm. It goes, oh, hey, Bullet Club. I'm like, what's a Bullet Club? And then, yeah, BTE got me all the way back in. Marty Skrull, a mutual love there. The man, the myth, the villain. Um, and that kind of got me back in. I went to the Royal Rumble in 2019. I said, yep,
0: yeah, I'm just going to do this. And I went all in on it. Let's, okay. So, speaking of Marty Skrull, uh, I don't remember who who's posted. Was somebody tagged me on, on Facebook or something like that. And Scott mm-hmm. put in the comments. That guy looks like if Wardlow had sex with Marty Skrull. Like, <laughs> That's fair. I was like, I dig it. I dig it. I'm not anywhere near that size, but I dig it.
1: I think we're both relatively the same size as Marty Skrull. I think we're right there. Uh oh, when, some Marty. When I hung out with Flip Gordon, God, two years ago. He's in invisible. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't exist, doesn't right? That thing he doesn't exist, yeah. Um, that's basically because, yeah, but Marty's about your size. I'm like, what? And I would, like, have my own little Mark session
0: there. I'm like, what?
1: Oh, my God. Me and Marty? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, uh, what were some of the people you looked up to, like, maybe honed your style after entering? So, like, I mean,
1: growing up, we're about the same age. So, yeah. like, growing up the attitude era, everybody wanted to be snow Cold. The Rock. Um, weirdly, the one from that era that stuck, and really it's it's kind of resonated, was Road Dog. Road Dogg was the guy that, like, the mic skills, the talking. I, I built myself a little bit off of that. And then getting back in, it was Jericho. It was Skrull. It was, and now Goldust. Uh, well, Dustin Reynolds, The Natural... And weirdly, when you start wrestling, you start picking up old guys to pick up off. Not old, but, you know, older wrestlers like Tully. Doc turned me way on to Tully. Like I knew Tully, but then Dr. Tom said, you should learn how to be like Tully Blanchard. And I went, all right, let's give it a shot. And and that developed a lot of my in-ring. But I think Rowdy Roddy Piper is another one I picked up. Um, oh, so many. It's once you become a student, there's like, it's everybody. I just take from anyone I can. And no wrestler's like, I'm original. No, we steal. That's what we do.
0: <laughs> Everything. Every once in a while, you'll pop across a video and be like, okay, I've never seen that before. Yeah. I've never seen that. I think when Dante Martin started doing that uh, uh, springboard to springboard to moonsault thing, I yeah. was like,
1: Holy crap, dude. I saw a guy out here do that where he did springboard to the other rope, springboard to moonsault in loafers in a suit. <laughs> and my brain just went, boom. Joey Ultra is his name. Insane. And he, he always goes, I'm going to work more
0: once I get bigger. And I'm like,
1: dude, you're, you're, you're in good enough shape. Just be awesome like you are and start making money.
0: I believe that. I believe in that. So let's go. Uh, oh, everybody has a good one, or a couple. Mm-hmm. Give me a good road story. Cause everybody has them. Oh, uh,
1: okay. So this one's a little recent, because I mean, we have the like the initial. You've done the T. Have you done the TCW drive? The Tennessee I, Championship Wrestling drive.
0: Dude, we're doing a we're doing an EPW drive now, which is to Mississippi. Yes, so very similar.
1: Um, so the, the TCW drives was always, hey, I got me, I've got, should, should name drop on this? Insane Dane. Insane
0: Dane, that's who I go to, to Mississippi you know.
1: with. <laughs> Yeah, me, Insane Dane, uh, Smiling Jack Wells, and John Belmont in the car. Six-hour drive. I'm the only one awake. Six hours there, six hours back. I would work the next day at 7 a.m., get back from breaking down the ring and sending it off at 11 o'clock, get back at 6.45, sleep for 15 minutes and go to work and work a 16-hour day. But recently, I went to El Paso with my friends, Chevy Depp and uh, Turbo Time, Ricky Reyes, and Ricky drove, which for me is also already going like, what? I don't got to drive? No. We're on our way back, and we're coming – I think we're back in Arizona at this point. And one of Ricky's things, he goes, it's turbo time. Wah! <laughs>
0: it's
1: hilarious. It's incredible. He's, he's amazing. But we're driving, and it's, uh, I want to say it's like midnight, one o'clock. And Havelina just jumps out in the middle of the road in front of us. And without missing a beat, Turbo sees it goes, wah! And turns <laughs> the car. Same motion and everything. Wah! Right around it. And I'm... Happy we didn't hit a uh at 80 miles an hour because they're just gigantic pigs, but just couldn't stop laughing. Like, you
0: did it! You did the thing!
1: Because <laughs> I'm taking it from real life, bud. Yeah. I think the other time one of the only other times I did the um the EPW, and that was actually the EPW drive with anybody it was me, bruiser bob, and Wayne Moxie. Oh bruiser Bruce. bob. We did TCW in Selmer. I missed Selmer a bit. That was a fun little town to do. And then the next morning, we did uh, EPW the next day. My one time at EPW. I had a blast. That's a
0: great, great promotion. I have a fun time up there. So uh, I got to come up with a new one because they're not reacting anymore to it. But I yeah. used to come out and be like, oh, it's great to be in Oklahoma. <sighs> I think,
1: what what how do you insult Mississippi properly?
0: That's how I did like, it. And then they were like, this is Mississippi. And I was like, what's the difference? They're both dumps. Boom, boom, boom.
1: You can go to Missouri.
0: <laughs> right? I got to think of some new stuff for there. Oh. So uh, what would be your advice to somebody like looking to get in the game?
1: Go to a school. <laughs>
0: go see Doc. But uh, go to a school.
1: Uh, go to a credible school. Um, I don't know if you did it. But the first school I went to was that Undertaker story of, oh, they knocked my whole desk over. Uh, The Undertaker story of of I went, I paid somebody, my training wasn't all the way there, you know? It was very much like, what did I pay for? And then I had to go out and actually trade. And it's the, I think everybody has a story in wrestling where you go out to learn the first time, unless the first time you go is to someone like Doc or somebody else. Yeah, where <laughs> you get ripped off, you get ripped off so much starting wrestling, and in a way, you don't get ripped off because you learn how not to get ripped off. <laughs> but we got told a whole—I'm uh, not going to say the name or the school or anything like that because I'm not into bad mouthing. But we got told, oh, you're going to get trained by Chris Masters, Flip Gordon, Remy Marcel, uh, Jody Christopherson, um, James Ellsworth. And we saw these guys twice. Um, I got the beauty of my first interaction with this company was driving Chris Masters from a show to his hotel and getting talked to him and pick his brain for a bit. Uh, Jody Warpig was the first training seminar I ever went to. And that man's incredible and smart and so much love to him. Flip Gordon was, would come out and give us everything he knew. Um, We thought he was just blowing us up, but he gave us what, you know, as the five, five, five drill. And we thought, oh, he's just trying to kill us. He's trying to kill us. And then when we went to Tennessee and we go, nope, that's 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 the real drill. You're supposed to die.
0: Yes, you are, yes you are. Oh. The five five five. The five five fives.
1: The best ring cardio drill you could ever do. God. <laughs> yeah, don't,
0: yeah, but don't miss those.
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't miss those. I do them sometimes out here when we're training just to be like, oh, I gotta keep
0: doing it. It's ring cardio. I always get in the ring and then we just end up like beating up some random guy in the ring. Don't you love being a heel? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It is the best.
1: Uh, I won my first title and within that company, I wrestled a total of 18 minutes over a month and over four shows before I won it. 18 minutes total before I won the title. And I won the title in 18 seconds, I think, or or like 30 seconds. Because I had a contract. I had a contract for a title shot at any moment. And so I used it. I don't know how tired they were, but I, you know,
0: work smarter, not harder. That's on them. That's on them. Oh, that's great. So let's go. Let's go first match. Like, uh, how are you feeling before you hit that curtain? And then maybe, maybe like a whew, how you felt after. Oh, it, it's the moment after
1: surreal, and the the moment when you hit the like going into it, you're thinking, don't mess up, don't don't forget a spot, don't don't forget to sell, don't forget to work the crowd, don't forget this, don't forget that, and that all goes out the window anyway, but. Once you go through the curtain, if you have a real crowd, which isn't everybody's thing, sometimes there's five people, but I was lucky enough to have like, I think about a hundred people in the crowd for my first show. And there's a reaction for me. That was the moment I said, this is, yeah, I made the right decision. This is my life. Like, I love doing this. There's nothing like going through the curtain, whether you're getting booed or cheered the moment of knowing that all, and maybe egotistical say all eyes are on me right now. This is my moment and I get to do what I want with it. And coming back after, it's you – I don't want to say hi, but, yeah, you're high. You're high on everything. You're, like, the whole world. To this day, I can't go to sleep after a wrestling match until, like, 4 a.m., right? Because it doesn't matter how bad or good your match is. No matter what happens, there's just that, like, adrenaline in
0: your blood. Oh, yeah. I, I feel the same way. Like, there uh, will always be riding in the car and the dude's in the back and I'm mm-hmm. up there going like, so like, I was watching this this match from like '96, right? And like, yeah, dude, shut up. And I was like, so like, so okay, '98. I was watching the like, dude- Starcast or something, right? Like, mm-hmm. and they're like, shut the fuck up.
1: The dude in the back is insane, Dane.
0: <laughs> the dude in the front driving is insane, Dane, and he's just like, oh, that's
1: scary. <laughs> uh, Dane- do this wake up, wake up, wake
0: up. I always go, you good, buddy?
1: Mm-hmm. You good? Are you are you feeling okay, pal?
0: I was like, I can drive. Like, I'm wired up, fired up, baby.
1: Yeah, me and, like, I think I always made myself drive with him. I, I think I let him drive. I don't remember what show we did. Uh, he was driving. I'm like, all right, cool. And he's never been a bad driver, but it's one of those things where I got so used to me driving everywhere. That's just how my life was. I'm like, I'll drive. It's fine,
0: right? Oh, those drives. So, I mean, I find them fun. I just listen to podcasts and I'll get in my own zone. Yeah, and just be so do you, are you a podcast guy yes so what's your uh what's your like road podcast that you would listen to
1: um it's the same and it's a different podcast now but it, it was the William Regal I could listen to the william Regal, regal podcast on repeat and now it's the Dax hardwood and I same thing I will listen to the FTR podcast and I will listen to regal uh, a lot of that aew podcast network even though they won't call it that but yeah um, I listen to Road Dogg for a while, and then, like, whatever I can get my hands on. Um, Talk is Jericho is always great. I tend to do more of the wrestlers than the bands because I'm like, no, I need to
0: learn. <laughs> I agree. I agree. So uh, what? So you enjoy being a heel. So mm-hmm. let's do uh, – what's been your craziest fan reaction to you being a heel?
1: Okay. So we got to do a private show here in Tucson for the Tucson National Guard Base. They paid a promoter to come out a guy named a uh, prophet who runs pretty much everything out here in some way, shape or form. He makes all of our rings, everything like that. But, uh, it was rockstar wrestling Alliance. We come out to do a private show for Christmas this last year for the national guard base. And I'm like, I don't know what to expect. 300 screaming guardsmen all standing up and they're air national guard. So they're the air force national guard. And I get to start the show. I come out and I use Industry Baby by Lil Nas X. So I pick, you know, obnoxious TikTok song, piss everybody off, steal the microphone. And I say, because I booked myself out of Knoxville, Tennessee out here because it's easier out there. I booked myself out of
0: Tucson, Arizona.
1: Um, And I say, you made me drive 28 hours to come out here for a bunch of pencil pushers. Wait, 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 wait. No, these are the backups for when the pencil pushers – get carpal tunnel. They screamed. We do a line out of the ring to start the match, and we have, like, paper-thin ropes as our
0: carpal
1: <laughs> we're, we're in an airplane hangar. There's a fighter jet half taken apart right next to us. And as soon as I get lined out, I'm on the ground in front of these people, and I thought it was my opponent stomping me, and they go, hey, man, that was crazy, man. They were just kicking you and everything when you went out the ring. I'm like... <laughs> I didn't even know. I got booed the entire way out. I, I when you get a huge crowd, it's it's a totally different and a live crowd. Like and not like a live crowd, but one that's participating in everything you do. Every little thing you do and they're feeding into it. That that's and that's one of the things. When you work a small crowd and then you work that crowd, you're like, I don't wanna,
0: I don't want eight people again. I want eight hundred. I fully agree. I got a. I did one. Uh, I think it was like last month in uh, Rockwood, Tennessee, which is a trash town, as everybody knows. My opinion on Rockwood: no one wants to drive to it; they want to drive through it. Anyways, so uh, so I'm wrestling this guy super over there, and I'm like, "All right." So we go outside, and I was like, "See what I can do." Mm-hmm. So he goes to post me a reverse post him, and mm-hmm. I lift my hands up like this, like the Adam yeah. Polish. And I was like, every one of you is a stupid, stupid, stupid idiot. Even that kid. Bro, I'm talking about eruption of middle fingers and eight-year-olds cussing at me. Yep. It's the greatest thing ever. It is
1: like the greatest feeling in the world, even getting booed. And some guys don't get that. But like the guys who are heels and love being heels, oh, I'll take your boos way more than your cheers.
0: It's not hard. Cause the way I look at it, I'm doing all I'm doing it to get you the cheers. Mm-hmm. So like the whole match is me. Like, yeah. <laughs> no matter what, like yes, you do your things, but the whole match is me putting the pain on you so you can get them to cheer you and boo oh, me. Sure. So like, yeah, like, back to the heel leads the match and all that. Oh, oh yeah,
1: and then like the beauty of Rockwood is, is next time you can tell them too. You. you can say I don't need to listen to you. You guys have more DUIs than you have teeth.
0: <laughs> I like to use the uh, oh look at the whole front row has one tooth. The only p- p- reason your people keep you around is to open cans of soup. I think I made that line <laughs> off of that your line. Like I made the
1: line if you have more DUIs and you have teeth, it was off of this your one. Great. Tooth
0: <laughs> and I, what was the other one? I said, uh, look at you, two brain cell people rubbing vigorously, aren't they? Yeah. And I was like, some of you won't get that till drive back. And they're like. Eh. <laughs>
1: The worst part is that they're probably still reacting, not getting it.
0: What does that I mean? Think, what, I don't understand. I need my smart cousin, the one that doesn't live here. You got
1: three guys over there trying to figure out how to rub brain cells together. They could see them going like this.
0: <laughs> so, of all the matches you've had, who's been the your toughest opponent that you've ever been in the ring with?
1: Ooh. Let me think. That's, that's a good one. Oh. Uh, I I hate to put him over, Insane Dane. It, it's one of those things where we're friends, we're frenemies, we're – I love the man. Every match we had – for a while, we had some of the roughest matches, even in training because we trained together. Just rough, rough, rough. Then the last match we did, we did for TCW, and that match was just like – It felt like Okada and Omega in the Tokyo Dome where we can't stop hating each other, hitting each other. Nothing is soft. We came out of that. I think we had driven. I think we did a show in Nashville, drove down to Jackson and did the show there, put on that second match. And we walked out of it like just body sore.
0: Oh, tomorrow's tomorrow's definitely going to (laughs) suck. Yeah.
1: Oh, and especially he's a monster, he's too big for his own good, and now he's getting strong. Why he's trying,
0: he's trying, I'm trying. I give him, his, I give him his props. He's cut yeah. some weight. I was like, oh, Hey, yeah. Dane, but then you got to get these, baby. You got
1: <laughs> when you flex on him, and he's like, Oh, well, you know, they're coming.
0: They're coming. It's not
1: Doc's 21 inch, 20 inch pythons,
0: you got my 20 inch pythons, brother.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I keep drinking a lot because I've blown out my voice yelling at shows every weekend. So I'm like, I keep the voice, the the throat wet. So I don't get that
0: raspy wrestler voice going. Oh, dude. I, after every show after every after, show, after every, after every match, I'm like, yeah, so uh, I'm gonna get out of here, guys. Have a good one. <laughs> like, <clears throat> so what would you say has been the biggest match of your career that you've ever had? Hmm.
1: Oh, okay. So I set my goals last year of, I wanted to, when I came back to Arizona, I wanted to, uh, main event, uh, Rockstar wrestling Alliance here in Tucson. Cause that was our biggest promotion, not main event. I wanted to do a match there in the biggest theater we have in town. Cause they run it all the time. Um, I ended up main eventing that in a tag match with, uh, the fat and the furious, uh, turbo time, Ricky Reyes and Chubby Depp. And it was me and my partner, Alex Mulford. And we're in the foundation. I didn't know I was main eventing until I got there that day. I didn't know. I just knew we were filling in a spot where we we're going to wrestle and we ended up tagging and we did the main event Went 25 minutes, just absolutely the biggest, greatest match I think I've had in a while. And it was so fun and so crazy. I'm actually going to the next RWA show Saturday, this Saturday, February 4th up in Phoenix, the Van Buren and I will see them again. I'm not wrestling them, but I'll see them. Right.
0: I got Cabana Man Dan Saturday.
1: I saw that. I, like when you sent me the link to look at, it, I'm like, ooh,
0: ooh. That's what I said. I said, ooh, okay. I'm I, This, this I is th- big, probably biggest match so far, I would think. I, I feel like PWI forgets us out here on the West Coast right now. Uh, PWI isn't even glancing over here unless your name's McQueen, Kazana, or Mason. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm actually surprised, and maybe a little
1: bit biased. I'm surprised not to see Wayne Moxie on that list.
0: Oh, I forgot that Wayne Moxie, incredible worker.
1: Did he make it or no? Uh, I, don't I don't know. know. I he would have posted so. that by now.
0: Oh yeah, I would have.
1: Fellow, fellow heel, Wayne Moxie.
0: Shout out to Wayne Moxie. Did you just yes. he had a post out the other day, and he said you could make a whole Royal Rumble after people that have said. Oh, dreams are going to turn into a nightmare.
1: <laughs> right? You're like, Oh, I wish I had that.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. I had to do a whole rebrain too. my just wasn't catching on. Wasn't catching on. So what would you say? Uh, of all the, of all the, uh, of all the wrestlers that you've been in the ring with who was like probably your most skilled opponent that probably taught you the most. Oh,
1: oh man, that's tough. Um, It have you wrestled out here yet? I know you're from, you're you're from California, yeah, shape or form, right? Yeah, yeah. Training and everything out there, right? Yeah. So out here, it is a totally different world. Um Our wrestling styles, the way the crowds react, are completely different. So I come back from Tennessee feeling like I know everything to find out. Out here, it's so different that I had to almost relearn everything. Um, out there, Wayne, Wayne Moxie, uh, Jason Genesis also. Oh, good. I dude. got to wrestle, That that's a good one. I got to wrestle the party up boys with uh Cody James as my partner, and that was a blast. That was a fun match. Um Poncho Hensley is another one I just sat there and learned so much from. Um out here. Uh, a guy named Chris Evans who does a lot of the training out here in Tucson. Um, Turbo Time, Ricky Reyes, Chubby Depp. I think they're the best tag team I've ever worked with, and they're going to blow up huge at some point. I feel like an agent. I keep saying their name, I keep pushing them. I'm like, oh no, they're just
0: they're that good, Bro, I weasled myself on a card, and like I can't even believe I got on this card. It's Ooh. bonkers, yeah. bonkers you got uh you got Chase Owens mm. Matt Cross uh the heat seekers wow uh did, it, did i say uh Ricky Morton and Carrie Morton wow yeah dude like this, this card is bonkers i'm just like i'm bringing an empty notebook to this one like yeah uh, it was um the graduation match i was out there for we got
1: kerry morton we got aj we got silas like not to mention joe kazana himself not to mention dr tom you know the the cards you can get out there are bonkers the guys who are on nwa like and that one's even crazier out here we get lucky i think we have a uh, brian kendrick coming out in for awf we get kendrick and um uh, i worked the card with um as the announcer, but I still work the card with, uh,
0: uh, Alexander Hammerstone MLW heavyweight champion. What a monster he is. Jesus Christ.
1: And the nicest guy you ask him, workout tips. He'll talk your ear off for hours.
0: I see. I still have yet to come across. Like I say this every time Mm -hmm. I've yet to come across that prick yet. Like still, everybody's been super, super motivational, super encouraging. Yeah. Like, and, some, you know, like, that's cool. I love that. Like, my thing is I'll ask people how the match was, and they're like, oh, it was good. And I was like, I want to know what was bad. Like, tell me what yeah. was bad. I need to know what the trash spot was. I think that's, just- that's
1: what I learned from Doc is that every – not everybody, but he, Doc's always working you all the freaking time. So when he tells you it's good, he's waiting for you to say, what was bad? Tell me what sucked. Tell right. me what I can do better, because if you don't ask, he'll leave it at that, and then he doesn't have to tell you anything. And I think there's a lot of workers like that, where they'll tell you, "Oh, it's good," and they're waiting to see if you ask for more.
0: I never want to know what's good. I'm like, uh, who else? Uh, what's his name? Uh, angry Brit angry chef dude, uh, Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay. Gordon, Gordon yeah. Ramsay says, "I don't." His same philosophy. He doesn't give mm-hmm. a crap about anything good you have to say. Like yep. at all, he goes. I can get people blowing smoke up my ass all over the place. Mm-hmm. I want to know what the bad is, yeah. and that's that's the best part. Like, I've uh, every match I have, I always ask. So what was trash about this match? Yep. Like, cause that's I don't I don't want smoke, and you're not gonna get better. Yeah. If you and you're definitely not gonna get better if you're not wrestling better people.
1: What I like to do is I'll ask vets what was bad, what was awful, what didn't work. And then I'll find non-wrestling fans that were in the crowd or like friends of a friend or someone's wife. I'll say, what was cool? So I know what to keep. Right. So I could say, oh, they really liked when I did the dropkick. So I'm going to keep that. But it's always a trick to find like, because if you ask a worker what was good, we have a totally different view of things. So you want to ask a fan what was good and you want to ask a worker what was bad.
0: Right. 100% agree with that. Oh, I just lost my question. Anyways, I'll go to a different one. Uh Okay, so what what are you looking forward to upcoming? What, what's, like, the upcoming date you got that you're, like, really looking forward to? Oh, I
1: am uh, going to go to Venue Wrestling Entertainment. I'm actually going twice this month. Once to kind of go meet the guys, and then I'll be on the show. Let's see. So the 11th is next week. That's when I drive out to California. That's out in California, uh, Imperial, California. And then I go again on the 25th. And that's when I'll actually probably wrestle. I might wrestle. You know how it is. You show up at a show. You could go on.
0: But it's it's, it's a good, depending on where you're at, Yeah, uh, there's 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 a good, like, 45% chance they'll probably use you.
1: Yeah. like And with the first one, it's I'm kind of just going to meet and say hi because the 25th, I will be there. And it's like, well, if we're going out, I might as well go and say hi, meet the promoter and all that. And if I get on that show, I get on that show. If I don't, right? I'll be on the 25th. It's cool. And that's my first California booking.
0: Hell yeah. I need to. I need to get a. I need to go out there, and do it might. Cause there's like a some promotion that runs like I think five minutes from where I lived. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's talk about hometown. That's a hometown. You,
1: and if you want to do t- uh, if you want to do Tucson, uh, if you want to do Tucson, I am awful ragging on my own city's wrestling. If you want to do Tucson,
0: I got the extra room. For sure. Uh, what was I also thinking of? Okay, so wrestling styles. Yeah, I know what you're talking mm-hmm. about. My style of wrestling is not it's not the style of wrestling that is done out here like yeah I'm not a I'm not a flip flippy guy mm-hmm. uh I like to like torture your joints and manipulate like your joints and mess with mm-hmm. your bones and yep. see if I can get them to creaking and cracking and like people are like oh but they're not I don't I feel like they don't fully get it I feel like if I went to like uh to work in like the UK somewhere they'd be like fucking a yeah that's our wrestling
1: and, and it's kind of trippy because the South, you either got to be, and I don't mean to like lump anybody into it, somebody like Silas Mason who's an old school, solid, big beat up wrestler, or you've got to hit that Young Bucks, AEW kind of more high athleticism. So when you go to somebody who's a technical worker, someone who works the joints, out there they're kind of like, oh, that's different. Okay.
0: <laughs> and, yeah, and they're so like, oh, here. Like,
1: yeah, like and out here it's it's a lot of lucha cuz we're so close to Mexico so there's a lot of lucha a lot of lucha and if you're not lucha you're kind of a big dude and there's not a lot of technical wrestlers left out here. Yeah. And the weird thing changing for me from out there to here was out there the critique I got was stay on top of them. Stay on top of them. Don't give them time to breathe. And out here it's give them time to breathe. Give them time to sell play your character while they work the crowd and they're selling and you work the
0: crowd as a heel and it's different worlds entirely with the crowds. Definitely is. Definitely is. Oof. It is the different styles are, I got to figure out how to gauge that for where I'm at. Cause some places you go out here and it's just like, they want to see a barn burner. They just want to see you guys punch each other in the face. Mm-hmm. And I was like, listen, I'm not Bart gun. Okay. I'm not knocking out Dr. Death. Like, <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs>
1: I'm not. I'm not here to throw haymakers. That's not my thing. Okay. I, I'm here to catch them and break them.
0: Yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. Oh, so I just can't. I'm so itchy. Oh, no, you're good. So, um, okay. So, if so you've had some matches. Have you ever had like a weird foreign object come up in a match? Ooh,
1: I'm trying to think if I've had anything weird. I I tend to because there's a lot of of former deathmatch style wrestlers and wrestling types out here and i i'm like no 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 i'm, I'm i prefer to do a regular wrestling match please um let's see got hit by a chair i used a trophy to knock smiling jack wells teeth down the back of his throat the other day and that was pretty fun um we do have a show where they have a softcore championship and i have not participated but it is one of the most funny entertaining things where instead of steel rods, they've got pool noodles, uh, instead of Legos, it's gummy bears,
0: <laughs>
1: and it's something you go into knowing it's a joke, but if you can do that, it's funny as heck to watch.
0: Oh, I want to do that. That seems like fun, that seems oh. like so
1: much fun, and then you have to think
0: about your gimmick and go, Was that something Jackson Black would do? <laughs> I would come out like Sandman, but with a pool noodle. Right. (laughs) And
1: be like. A pool noodle and like a a liquid death sparkling water.
0: Oh, no. I would go even further. I'd have one of those collapsible cups. So when I hit it, it just goes flat. Oh, (laughs) yes. Collapsible. Oh, but I'm saving the planet. Oh, I would bring gold stars to the ring. And if they did something good, I'd like give them a gold star.
1: Oh Bro, my, God. my
0: mind is just going crazy on it. That'd be super fun to do.
1: And, and, and you know how expensive belts are. So this is the WWE Championship Fanny Pack is the softcore title. Everything about this is amazing. It, it sounds like the most fun thing in the world. And sometimes they go too far because we run it the first match of the show as like a
0: fun thing. But then the Oof.
1: cleanup can be hell.
0: Oh, yeah. I'll get confetti cannons and just like pew. Oh oh man, I would the the ring crew would hate me. They would absolutely hate me. So, like, let's go to your. What's your top five uh, wrestlers? Currently, or
1: like all time, or
0: all time. Ooh. And remember, I tell this to everybody. There is more than one company.
1: Oh yeah, Uh, Jericho. Every company he's been in, it like he called himself the goat for a reason. And he is. He's a, he's a goat. Oh. Ultimo Dragon. Like solid. I don't want to call him a luchador because he's Japanese, but solid I luchador, solid technician, solid striker, good in every company he went into. Uh, man. You see. And then you go the other way where you have to say Cena because Cena made the most money. (laughs) Like our jobs to make money. Cena made the most money. But Um, from
0: from like everybody booing him to ECW that ECW show mm -hmm. to being the king of the mountaintop to creating what a modern WWE wrestler is now. Yeah,
1: crazy. And, And the thing is, when he comes back now, I'm excited to see what he does because. He was also killer's peacemaker. Like He's he's so enjoyable. The Rock, too, you could say, too, because he's so – well, he was so good in the ring, too. But outside the ring, he's so entertaining that you want to see everything he does. Let's see right along. Boom, boom, boom. Let's see. We got Jericho, Ultimo Dragon. Oh, Flair. Like, because Flair did it, again, in every company. He, anywhere he went, he did it. Hogan, you gotta say Hogan. Like, did you we see? Reinvented the in industry. Yeah, no, he totally invented the industry. But. you see his match in Japan? Oh, with the drop kicks and stuff? The drop kicks, the Rana's. like, oh my god, Hogan could actually work. He just did it. Didn't have to. Yeah. But yeah, Hogan brought us to the Attitude Era. Oh, Austin. Austin. If Austin's not on there, I don't know who the heck I am. Stoke Olsey austin has gotta be on there. And that's, that's half man, half worker, half business. Full man.
0: entertainer. Full yeah. entertainer.
1: Because, like, if you wanted to go, like, as a worker, who are the, who are the five best?
0: Eddie. Eddie. I, 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 as a worker, I'd say Benoit. Benoit. Uh, nowadays, Benoit. probably, like, a Zack Sabre Jr. on the technical side, best in the oh, world. Yeah.
1: Sh- Shawn Michaels. In, like... You know, there's the politics, but every match he did was – almost every match he did was
0: incredible, except for I'll, we don't talk about Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I'll forever remember the I love you to Ric Flair when yep. he super kicked him, like ingrained.
1: Mm-hmm. Undertaker and Michaels is great. Michaels and Austin. Michaels – even the Montreal job was – like it told a story as, grand, as bad as it was. There was a story that was told out of it. Shoot. Work, whatever it was. That's and how good. Wrestling.
0: That's how. That's how good professional wrestling can be. Is mm-hmm. that you just never, you never know. No. I was like, uh, "Oh God, I, I, hot button." Like, I love
1: Punk's work. It's hard to even with everything. You go. He still did good stuff. He still See, told the story.
0: Punk goes far. With his stuff, which I love, and which is what I do. Like, on the mic, he's one of the people I I look to... Because he generates... I know yeah. he's a good... I know the people love him, and I know he was supposed to be... But he generates so much heat. Yes. While still maintaining some semblance of a baby face, which fucking doesn't make any sense to me at all.
1: He'll always be a... He, he gets the Bret Hart thing of, like, how Bret Hart was always a face in Canada... Punk is always a face in Chicago. It doesn't. He could kill everyone in Chicago's mother, and they would still cheer him, no matter what.
0: When he did the "Tell me when I" uh, what was he said, "Tell me when I'm telling lies." That promo, mm. holy yeah. shit! Scorched earth from CM Punk. Oh, like, yeah. He went after John Moxley so hard. Yeah, he goes. And, and the You're Third best guy in your group. Like, <laughs> oh,
1: I forgot about that line. Like, that's
0: just, it's mean. It's right, but it's mean. And that—and he goes, and that's in two companies. And I was like, oh. Oh, yeah,
1: because the Blackpool Combat Club. Oh, God, Regal's a sneaky one to say. Like.
0: Oh, Regal I, forever. Steven Regal, the man's, any Regal.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm into. Any version. I, could I say he's a GOAT? No, but he's
0: very underrated. Could I say that – you could you could say that he probably had a part in creating a lot of those. Yes.
1: And that, that's a lot of – who was the other one I said was a goat? My, my friend asked me this and he goes, who's the least talked about but could be a goat? And I always said Owen Hart. Owen Hart is someone who was so good, took everything he did and made money out of it. The Blue Blazer was like a – I don't know if it was a punishment or not, but that
0: it wasn't it something
1: that should have worked. And he made it work.
0: It's enough, it's enough.
1: Enough is enough. <laughs>
0: I'm not a nugget.
1: <laughs> like he found a way to make it work no matter what direction he was in. Oh, and I he was the good in the ring.
0: Oh yeah. Just I use the uh the lock up other side headlock, switch around headlock to the hammer lock. The yep. I call it the Owen Hart, that's what I remember it as. Mm-hmm. Crazy, crazy, crazy talented fella. There's so many good guys out there. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. And thinking about it now, there's like, I don't know. I remember watching the documentary back in the day and it was like something like 1,500 active mm-hmm. independent wrestlers on yeah. the on the. Fuck. I bet there's like 20,000 of us now. 30,000. There's a lot of us.
1: I think just going through Pro Wrestling Tees uh, today, just like, I was like, oh, I'm going to see if I can find it without the link. I ended up going to the link, but I was like, oh, let's see if I can find out about the link, because there's so many people just on pro wrestling tees. I don't even use pro wrestling tees. I use Store Frontier, but, like, there's that many people on there that it's like, "Ah, that's a lot, and that's including the AEW roster and not including 60 to 70% of the WWE roster.
0: Yeah, there's just so much out there. Uh, I mean, but it always gives you places to work and... uh, there's, there's like a contradictory opinion of people. Like, I don't know how you feel about it. I'm, mm. So I'm going to get your opinion on it. Uh, people are like, don't take that show or don't go work there. It'll be bad for your mm. reputation. But then on the, on the inverse of that, you hear, take every gig you can get. Cause it's always work. Yep. So what's your opinion on that, Mr. Kennedy?
1: I, I will take any gig once. At least if someone says, Don't go there, that's terrible. Well, I'll do it once. And if I go there and I go, Uh uh-uh, uh, not again, that's fair. Um, but I'll give everything one shot because every I think it was Sami Zayn said, Every show you do is a chance to learn. And I think, I think he was the uh, Dan Howes interview where he was talking about Sami Zayn telling him that and he had to work a match with no ropes because they didn't have any ropes for the show. And that's how he came up with the tequila bit. <laughs> Cause they they're at a bar, so we danced on the bar, did the Pee Wee Herman and that's that. So it's like, yeah, there's always an opportunity to learn no matter what show you do, but there's also shows where you drive six and a half hours all the way across the state and get paid $10 if you get paid at all. And those are the ones where you start going after a few of them, like you're making money and I'm getting nothing
0: to drive six and a half hours. This so. isn't even covering gas. This isn't covering food. This isn't covering anything. Mm-hmm. That's another yeah. thing. I, I get it. I get that you got to make money. But on the, the same way, if you're selling 350 tickets, yep, probably time to start paying the boys. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> just, uh, oh, dude. Okay, this one. This is fun. This is totally sidetracked from anything. Uh, I'm doing a show in March, and Teddy mm-hmm. Long is going to be there.
1: Ooh! Can you turn it into a tag match?
0: That's what I was saying. I was like, "Can I go?" Because we're not I getting the Undertaker. Money. No. But he'd be like, "Okay, player, you want a tag match? Yeah. I would love
1: you. It. You want to fight, and you want to fight. How about we make it a tag match, baby? <laughs> or, uh, he could. It could be the insane taker. <laughs> the insane Undertaker is that the way to say oh.
0: it? The Insane Undertaker. I I agree fully. I endorse this. This would be beautiful. And you know he needs it. Up.
1: He, he would overplay it where he's walking out like a
0: mummy instead. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, well, it didn't know any better. Yeah. Okay, so let's do. So from so you've been doing it a minute. Mm. What? uh... I think we're about to wrap it up. I want to give you the mm. my my question of questions. Yeah. So at the end of the day. What is what is the legacy you want to leave for to be remembered in in the business? Ooh. So when I started, and people
1: asked me what I wanted to be as a wrestler, I said I wanted to bump better than anybody. Like I wanted to be the guy everybody wanted to work. Like be like, oh, he you know he makes me look great. And now I think it's I want to be, I want to be one of the, known as one of the best on the microphone. And could actually still go in the ring. Like that, that's where I want to be. Like legacy, I want to make a lot of money. But in like, as far as the legacy goes, yeah, I want to be like, I want to be remembered in the, the, like we were talking earlier, I want to be remembered like Roddy Piper, CM Punk. I want people to be like, what he said, because our business is storytelling. And I think you remember the guys who could tell stories more than the guys you can remember as great wrestlers. Like you look at, Chris Benoit, I can't remember a Benoit promo to save my life. I remember stories with Benoit.
0: I don't think he did very many.
1: No, but he told the story great, but, and that's something he could do, but I could remember Eddie promos. Like we all love the idea of Dominic. (laughs) What's up, Holmes? (laughs) Yeah, like the idea of Dominic being Eddie's kid, Dominic playing into it. The fact that Dominic is six plus feet tall and you go, is he Eddie's kid? That's because Eddie Guerrero did that whole story, that promo and everything with Rey Mysterio so well that we still remember it today. So I think that's that's what it is. I want to be able to, I want people to remember what I say. That's probably the biggest thing.
0: I feel that. Uh, just I think yesterday Dominic put a picture up of wearing the exact same outfit as Eddie, and it was like a side mm-hmm. by side. And they were both like this with the mullet and everything. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's great well, all right brother you want to give people social media so they c- can connect with you this will be on a it'll go up on YouTube and everywhere oh, yeah. and then after that it'll be on like Spotify Pandora and everywhere else let's see so, so it's cool. uh I think
1: it's the will Kennedy at Facebook for Facebook or the will Kennedy on Facebook or I think it is just will Kennedy on Facebook I think I got it is just will Kennedy uh the will Kennedy on Instagram and then I have been too lazy to do Twitter and I should be doing a Twitter. As Jamile will scream at me if he watches this and says you should be doing Twitter. Um, on storefrontier.com slash the Will Kennedy. And I think that's all I'm doing right now. Buy my shirt there. Buy my shirts at uh, storefrontier.com slash the Will Kennedy.
0: Especially this one he's wearing right here. I have it in the in the dirty clothes right now. work wore it to the gym. Yeah. Well, all right, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Jackson Black. This has been another episode with my guest, Will Kennedy!
1: Woo.